0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, June 9th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the first Twitter space by Chainlink Labs. Let's take a listen.
1: Yo, So many people. Let's go. How's everyone doing? We're just getting everyone on stage right now, guys. A little patience here, guys. We're just trying to connect everyone. (laughs) Twitter spaces, guys. You guys know how these go. Alrighty, guys. I think think we have everyone in here... Wow, this is this is insane turnout. Oh, my God. You know, huge shout out to the community. This is this is super exciting for us to be hosting like our first ever Twitter space. Um, it's a really big honor. So just want to welcome everyone first and foremost to the first ever like Labs Twitter space. Just would like to start off by giving you guys like a quick overview of like what these spaces are all about and kind of the overall direction that, that we're taking it here. Um So really, to begin in short, looking to create an educational platform so you, the community, can learn all the latest developments in Chainlink, about Chainlink, cryptographic truth, smart contracts, and then also just showcase all the amazing protocols that are using Chainlink services. So I think it's going to be a really cool adventure that we're going to go on through these these Twitter spaces. this is completely experimental. So, you know, we're just testing the water, see see how it goes. uh, if yeah, if you guys the community love it, we'll we we'll continue to to put on these spaces and um, and bring on um, all the all the protocols that are um, you know actively onboarding and, and working with us. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've heard your feedback, and we also want to connect more with the community and just provide a new line of communication. So hopefully, this will allow you guys to you know learn hear directly from the team around what's what's going on, what we're up to. Um, and then you can also hear directly from the protocols that are, that are using our services. So it's really, it's new, unique, you know, we've never done this. So um, it's a really big honor to be, to be hosting this. Um, and today we're here to talk about the new launch of Keepers and VRF on Avalanche mainnet. So I just dropped that tweet on the Chainlink official account. I'm super excited for this to be live. I know both teams, Keepers, VRF, Avalanche, um, have all been working super hard to for this to come to fruition. So, um, just you know, uh, let's do, let's do some emojis. Maybe some hundreds hearts hearts in the chat uh, for all the all the hard work and getting and getting this live. Um, and if at any point anyone on this call wants to learn more about Keepers or VRF, uh, feel free to go to chain link backslash Keepers, or you can go to chain link backslash VRF. And we also have Michael up here on the stage. Michael made me do some emojis or so forth. Um, he's a speaker up here. You can also feel free uh, to DM Michael uh, if you are interested in using any of these services, and um, he's happy to link you guys up and, and connect with the team. And then we have a variety of people on the stage, as you could see uh, from so many different protocols. I'd uh, like to start off with the Chainlink Labs team. So on the Keeper side, We have the Clark and Michael, um, both product managers and product marketing managers from Chanley Collabs. And then on the VRF side, we have Fedor and Brad, uh, product marketing managers and product managers for VRF. And as well, we're joined today by several protocols who are in the planning stages of using um, VRF or keepers on Avalanche. So we're we're welcomed by uh, Credaba, Who's um, their co founder, um, Oxtender? Uh, maybe say hello, give a little wave, uh, a wave emoji. And from Trader Joe, we have Murloc, their co founder. And last but not least, we have Great Finance, LB, their founder as well. So, uh, really, really excited to hear, hear from all of those teams. And then, in addition to all of that, we have a member of Avalanche who is joining us. I'm super excited to. Have have him on Um, Connor Daly. He's a software engineer over at Ava Labs. Um, So welcome, welcome, welcome. And Connor, we'd just love to start off the conversation with you. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of folks in the audience that don't even know like what Ava Labs does or what the Avalanche Protocol is all about. Um, Could you explain to us at like a high level like what Avalanche is and the key services and products you
2: provide to developers looking to build within Web3? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Avalabs is the company behind the Avalanche blockchain. So we've been around for for a couple of years now, and Avalanche is a uh, layer one, or some might even say a, a layer zero blockchain network. So similar to the likes of uh, you know Ethereum, Polkadot, uh, and Binance, all, all of your favorite L1s. And so... Uh, we have a we're actually a blockchain of blockchains and we support multiple different uh, chains and chain standards. So our most popular feature is our uh, Avalanche C chain, which is an EVM compatible uh, layer one chain that has tons of activity and tons of uh, dApps on it uh, for DeFi, for, for games and, and everything in between. And that's where this integration uh, with VRFs and keepers is, is coming into play. But, you know, in addition to just providing our C chain, we actually have a lot of really innovative features that we've integrated to to scale uh, the blockchain space and scale Avalanche so that we can actually handle uh, all of the world's traffic. And so our our main feature that we're kind of uh, putting out right now is our subnets, which are basically the capability to uh, build your own uh, blockchain as a service to create L1s uh, quickly and easily. And so uh, these L1s can be EVM compatible or they can be uh, anything that you'd really like. And so we're actually looking at uh, spending a lot of time right now uh, building out the capabilities and toolings required to launch subnets of all kinds and to encourage builders to uh, adopt and and build there. So that's that's what's cooking at Ava Labs right now. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I know there's so much
1: innovation that you guys are working to put out and it's so cool to see um, you know, continuing to, continue to see the growth of of Avalanche and the network, and all the new services that you you guys are building for developers. And um, you know, since the launch of Chainlink price feeds on Avalanche last summer, there's been a huge surge in DeFi growth. Um, and now that VRF, V2, and Chainlink Keepers are being deployed on Avalanche,
2: what does that mean for developers in your eco in your ecosystem? You know, I think that it's. Just giving new tools in the toolbox that are going to allow new types of of dApps to be built because, you know, having strong sources of randomness is incredibly important and having, you know, decentralized ways to do kind of smart contract DevOps is huge if you care about actually building decentralized applications that don't just rely necessarily on, you know, centralized uh, backends or just, you know, some of my personal experience, just having... Uh, a server that runs a cron job every day to uh, fulfill a, uh, fulfill a service, and those uh, those kind of things can be incredibly unreliable at times. So it's really just adding more capabilities and you know providing fire for the imagination of, of all the builders out there. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's it's like like you said, just like a new
1: tool in the toolbox, enabling enabling new use cases on the chain. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see just how developers will use keepers, how they will utilize VRF within, within Avalanche and, um, and just see like the growth, you know, that it will bring, it will bring to the chain and, uh, and the new, in the new use cases. So thank you so much, Connor, uh, for sharing that. Would love to kind of dive a little bit more into VRF and I'm going to pitch this one to the, to the Chainlink Labs team, um, you know, to help those that aren't familiar in the audience that, uh, might not even know like what chain, Chainlink VRF enables for Web3 developers or the importance of on-chain randomness. Can someone from the Chainlink Labs team just kind of summarize uh, the
3: importance of VRF and what it is? Uh, sure, I can say... Uh, so, hi, everybody. My name is Feder. Uh, so, to summarize, um, Chainlink VRF is a source of provably fair, unpredictable, verifiable, and tamper-proof on-chain randomness for blockchain-based applications. So what it does is it offers an abstraction layer uh, that instead of relying for on the black hash as your primary source of randomness, you use the black hash as the seed for to generate the random number. And then you can use that random number um, in your application, whatever the use case may be, whether it's gaming, whether it's NFT, whether it's ordering processes, or whether it's governance.
1: Thanks for that, Fedor. And, um, I'm sure a lot of people as well have heard that, like these terms like VRF V1, VRF V2. Um, what, what is the biggest difference between, between these two versions?
3: Sure. So as I've listed, the previous attributes of VRF is provable fair, unpredictable, verifiable, and tamper-proof. So without sacrificing those core principles, we actually approved upon those with Chainlink VRF V2. So the engineering team did an amazing job at making VRF V2 gas efficient in terms of uh, the opportunity to set gas callback limits depending on the needs of your application. Uh, It's also a more configurable solution in the sense that Uh, users can now adjust block confirmation time that suits their application's security and speed needs. And what's important to note is that with Avalanche, the block confirmation time can be as low as one. So you only have to wait one block uh, to get the random output. And finally, it's more scalable because the smart contract applications are now capable of funding multiple requests using a single balance inside of the VRFs user interface that we call subscription management app. So if you're a project in need of on-chain randomness and your community cares about security, and especially if your project is in the gaming and NFT verticals, uh, you should definitely consider integrating uh, chain- with Chainic Vero.
1: Thanks for that Fedora. Yeah, um, so it, hopefully, hopefully that helps. I know we get a lot of questions around what's the difference around VRF one and VRF E 2 um, the team has worked super hard to, to push out this new version to make it more gas efficient, to make it to make it more scalable for projects and developers that want to utilize these services. And I would love to um, now take take a moment to talk with Credaba uh, and uh, Trader Joe uh, to talk maybe mo- a little bit more and, and give us an overview of, of their protocol at a high level and the role that Chainlink VRF uh, could potentially play um, within within their protocols. Um, Trader Joe, why don't why don't you go first?
4: Hey guys, this is Murloc here. I am a co-founder at Trader Joe, as well as our new NFT marketplace, uh, Joe Pegs. Uh, so we're really excited to uh, you know to be joining this uh, Twitter Spaces today uh, with Chainlink. Um, you know, to be honest, I'm just here for the memes. Uh, but, you know, we should also talk a little bit about how, uh, you know, Joe Pegs is embracing, you know, the VRF technology uh, with Chainlink. Um, you know, with Jopegs, we are offering a, uh, a an NFT marketplace as well as a launchpad service, which will be going live um, sometime next week. Um, as part of our launchpad, we will be um, supporting the Mint for a really great Uh, NFT collection called The Persons, uh, which is run by, uh, created by this fantastic artist called Chem. And um, part of uh, one of the uh, features that we offer on our launchpad is, um, you know, to allow users to, you know, participate in the minting service, um, as well as, you know, uh, offer, you know, productized services. Uh, with some of the uh, the ways that you know NFT collections and projects um, are minting today, um, you know a very common topic uh, about NFT collections is how they start off. You know what's the what's the best way to you know fairly and transparently launch a project? Um, you know, do you do uh, free minting or Dutch auctions or you know other different pricing mechanisms? But another part is around reveals. Uh, you know, for Trader Joe like and Joe Peggs, we believe in decentralization and transparency. And that's why we're really excited to partner with VRF uh, so that we can offer uh, a feature called Batch Reveal. Um, Batch Reveal would allow us to, you know, gradually in batches uh, reveal the uh, the artwork of the NFTs uh, through the, you know, the minting uh, activities. Uh, we think this will be really exciting. And, you know, we... Uh, We want to use VRF um, to ensure fairness and transparency of this experience. Uh, So, yeah, that's about, you know, Joe Pags and, um, you know, why we're looking forward to uh, the deployment of VRF. And, uh, you know, we hope that by offering some of these more sophisticated services, um, you know, in a really easy to use manner, we can help NFT projects to explore some of the, you know, more technical aspects Related to uh, smart contracts um, and you know uh, NFT uh, project launches.
1: Thanks, Muralek. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing Joe Pegs and 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 seeing uh, you know where you guys go. Um, and you know, you guys already have um, <laughs> a, pre- a very very cool uh, protocol and, and a lot of great services already. So I'm I'm excited to just um, you know personally see Joe Peggs and and see you guys um you know venture into into NFTs and into that space so um thank you so much for for sharing your vision and and how you would be uh, potentially planning to incorporate uh Chainlink VRF in, into the protocol um would like to open it up to the VRF team if anyone else has any different uh any additional comments that they want to add on top of uh Merlock uh just feel free to chime in now otherwise we will move on to the to the next protocol. Sounds good. Um, I'd like to pitch it over to uh, Kravata, um, and yeah, Kravata would love to hear more about your protocol. Um, feel free to give us a brief overview and talk about and talk about what it's all about. I'm sure a lot of people in the audience don't even know what what Kravata is, and then um, if you could dive in as well to um, the role that uh, Chainlink VRF could be potentially playing
5: within your your protocol. That'd be awesome. Yeah, thanks. And I think, first of all, just uh, very happy to be here. And uh, yeah, as, uh, as uh, um, uh, Fedor has mentioned, you know, within the NFT and gaming space, RNG is uh, very important. Um, and f- uh, for us, uh, so Krabata is a helmet game. Um, it's a helmet crab NFT game. Uh, uh, Game, um, it's a game experience, and we currently have two games. Uh, one game that is sort of fully on chain, and one game that is hybrid. Um, so currently, we started off at uh, in C chain itself, and we have migrated the the game to Swimmer, but some of the core functionalities are uh, of the protocol are still on C chain. Um, one of these features that relies heavily um, on on RNG is actually our lucky draw. So it's this weekly event that provides a chance for players to win rare crabata NFTs. And more recently, the Lucky Draw has also been extended to support, you know, um give, giving away NFTs from other games as well. Um, yeah. So uh we we're looking to improve the um the RNG for the lucky draw. Um so currently right now we uh we were using uh block hitters which you know um not um not the most secure solution um, it works reasonably well up till a uh, certain extent. Uh, for example, when the transaction value gets too high, then you know it probably isn't such a good use case. So we have some issues with scaling that. And with chaining VRF, um, we we are looking to increase the fairness of this lucky draw as well as the ease of explaining this. So it's re- it's really easy for us to explain how the RNG works when the input is sourced from chain link Thank you for
1: that. Um... Anyone else, Anyone from the Chainlink Lab side um, have any have any additional comments? Just after hearing from these two protocols that are um, exploring incorporating VRF on Aval- on Avalanche.
6: Yeah, I'll, I'll call out one thing. Hey, uh, this is product manager for VRF. Really great to be here. Um, I just think it's really exciting that we have the NFT space and the gaming space that are kind of overlapping with each other and creating all these really amazing use cases that are out there and really leading the way doing this um, is it's just exciting to see, you know, these two different use cases starting to spiral on each other. Um, so, you know, kudos to you guys and uh, really glad to be here. It's cool stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, Brad. I mean, it's super cool. I think NFTs and, and gaming and game and GameFi are super prime to adopt VRF related technology and um, you know it's, it's definitely a, a troubling area in, in web 2 when you just don't know if um, a game is um, you know provably fair and, and trustworthy and how they're how they're going about uh, doing a random drop or even um, you know giving out a, a rare a rare skin or item right so it's it's super important and um, I love how web 3 is bringing a new level of, of transparency to, to gamefi and and also just um just art right and, NF- and nft so thank you guys so much uh for for sharing your knowledge with us and, and wisdom we'd like to switch over now to to keepers and turn it over to the chainlink labs team um so to the keepers team to anyone that's uh we have a lot of people here that aren't familiar with keepers in the in the, in the audience um so we'd love for you guys to dive into what chainlink keepers enables for web3 developers and the key advanced, um, advantages of using
7: um, this smart contract animation product. Thanks, Bryce. Hey, everybody. My name is Mr. Clark. I'm a product manager on the Chainlink Keepers team. Um, really grateful for the opportunity to be here today, and thanks to the Avalanche, Krivada, Great Finance, and Trader Joe teams for building with us. Uh, so quickly to start off and explain what Chainlink Keepers is. Um, Smart contracts can't trigger their own functions. So I think if you know you, you, you heard earlier, um, it's typically associated with with DevOps type functions. Let's say you need to run something every six hours. Uh, the way that people normally do this is they either have teams execute these functions or they will set up a centralized server. Um, but there are some restrictions there and it's also kind of limiting. So chain link keepers, gives developers the ability to automate these calls by providing specific conditions under which their functions should be called, and then checking that whether these conditions are met every block, and then ultimately calling the transactions or the functions by transmitting transactions when the conditions are met. And uh, we're doing this using the Oracle. So using the, we call it the Chainlink keepers network, but the Oracle knows effectively. You register jobs on them, and we call these upkeeps, and the network effectively takes care of the rest. So they will monitor off-chain to see when conditions are eligible or when upkeeps are eligible to be triggered, and then transmit the transactions. Um, So key advances here really is you're using something which is much more reliable than a centralized server. It's a decentralized network. we have a whole team of, of ops looking at ensuring everything is running and up. Um, and uh, effectively it it allows developers to move quicker. You don't have to worry about standing up your own centralized stack about dealing about all the things you have to worry about, such as, you know, if your private key gets compromised or your server gets hacked or something goes down. Um, so we effectively take all that workload from you. And, uh, I think the really exciting thing for me here is that it's, it's unlocking new use cases. So we're seeing some really interesting things. It's not just DevOps. If you have the ability to automate certain functions, um, you can go and expand and, and build new features for your users. And I think that's the exciting thing for me, which is really how do we expand the blockchain ecosystem? Um, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Um, Michael, would love to also get your perspective on what DeClark was just saying about, um, you know, interesting new use cases and, um, and where people are building uh, with keepers. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks,
8: Bryce. And for sure, what I love most about Chainlink Keepers is the wide range of use cases that are possible. We started out seeing a lot of kind of time-based smart contract automation using keepers, such as, you know, distributing a daily reward or starting and stopping and, and settling rounds uh, or games for things like prediction markets or, or in game But now what we're starting to see is some entirely new decentralized functionality and use cases that really weren't previously possible in the blockchain ecosystem. So for example, we're seeing uh, projects and protocols use chain link keepers for automated uh, trading strategies on DEXs, uh, things like auto compounding yield. And even one of the, my personal really uh, exciting or use case I'm excited about is fully automating processes within DAOs using chain link keepers. Um, so we've really just scratched the surface of what's possible. Um, and it's it's really, Exciting to think about the future possibilities, um, and especially even thinking, you know, the possibilities of combining multiple chain link services such as Keepers with VRF uh, and Keepers with price feeds. And when you do that, there's even more exciting use cases that are possible. So overall, it's it's a really exciting uh, time here for sure.
1: Thanks, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially um with chain link, with chain link services, it's very possible to easily mix and match and and combine and and have these services work together in a sense um, to to make your protocol come come to life. So, love, thank you so much to Clark and and Michael uh, for your comments around around keepers. Um, Krabata, I know that you are uh, potentially planning to incorporate um, chainlink keepers within your protocol. Could you touch on how you're um, how you're
5: planning to Uh, potentially be using keepers in the future? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, um, so currently right now, uh, when it comes to settling the uh, lucky draw, we actually call, we actually have to call the function manually to settle this. Um, And, you know, it's uh, quite a bit of work. And um, so we would be looking to automate um, the settling of the lucky draw with uh, keepers and in conjunction with VRF as well to determine the winners. So we would be uh, using both um, and what this allows us to do with you know less uh less manual work and more automation is to uh extend for example the mold or um, the, uh, the mode of the uh, lucky draw. so instead of running this weekly, which was you know uh, a manual restriction, we could run this for example more often um if we wanted to extend it that way
1: very very cool so if i'm if I'm hearing that right, it's um, keepers is enabling you guys to overcome uh basically manual work uh that, that your team is producing correct exactly that's awesome yeah that's a that's a huge advantage of chainlink keepers it's able to remove these these manual tasks and i'm assuming as well that that's freeing up some development development time and and taking some workload off your team
5: uh yeah definitely and you know um i think with small teams in general you just want to sort of uh spend less time on routine operations and you know this is where the benefit of keepers uh, really comes in
1: hey Declark, clark i saw you unmuted your mic for a sec did you have something you want to say
7: no i just say that's awesome i i you know we're, we're always keen to partner with with uh with developers on on the unexciting use cases so be super stoked to also have a look and see in the in the grabata game, you mentioned that it's 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 kind of hybrid being off chain on and on chain and uh be excited to see how your gameplay can evolve and, and working with your game designers to see if there's a way for us to unlock new features in the game with keepers yeah um
5: oh uh, absolutely um i think um yeah it's, uh, it's i i think uh both VRF and uh and keepers are something that can be used in both uh, on-chain or um or hybrid games. Um yeah, because even for hybrid games themselves, um, you know, not everything is completely off-chain. And um, you know, so instead of having to audit, you know, or protect your RNG, uh, you know, like off-chain games can actually somehow tap into um in into BRF as well. Cool. Thanks. Thank you guys so
1: much for that. Love exploring. Uh, more unique use cases and seeing how VRF and, and keepers can can work together. Um, as well, on stage, we have Great Finance, LB here. Um, I know that you guys are also planning to um, look, uh, integrate Chainlink keepers. Um, could you give us an overview of your protocol, since we haven't heard from you yet, and, um, and talk to us about how you guys are looking into using Chainlink keepers?
9: Yeah, of course. Um... Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, it's really cool to be up here with uh, some of the top protocols on uh, on Avalanche. So um, yeah, it's really cool. Thanks for having me on. But um, I'm the founder of Great Finance, and we're a um, senior rich protocol pegged to Mim. And you know, may, you may know Mim as the over-collateralized stablecoin. And um, uh, the purpose of our protocol is to increase the liquidity of Mim in a highly capital-efficient manner. So. The um, essentially it maintains the peg using inflation and deflation of the supply, so that that process is um, automated using chainlink keepers. And you know, you mentioned, I um, was mentioned before that uh, you know, a common misconception is that uh, contracts can't actually call themselves, so they need to actually be called. And you know, the kind of the purpose of the blockchain, anyway, is to um, be as decentralized. As possible, and automated as possible, really. So, the the keepers um, do that for us. In that, um, you know, we we uh, can run the run run the keeper. It can then check the the price, which we also use the um, the chainlink mim USD U, uh, USD feeds as well. So it checks the USD feed, and um, if it's above the peg, it will inflate the supply. If it's below the peg. You will encourage um, deflation of the supply, and so that's how it maintains the peg. And we use we use the uh, keepers for that in a, in a in a way that can essentially be decentralized and automated in the background. So we don't have to um, you know run a bot locally or anything like that, which can always you know, you always run the risk of um, you know it shutting off your local network shutting off you know that sort of stuff. So the 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 keepers are a really good thing for us to. Um, kind of automate the contract side of things so that we can like focus on um, you know building more features on top rather than uh, you know running the
7: system day to day yeah that's just awesome thanks so much for that yeah I think that's that's uh definitely what we'd like to do is help our help our users move faster uh, innovate so you don't have to take care of this and uh, just just sort of side note this is one of the one of the big reasons why I'm I'm really interested in this space, the, the speed at which uh, changes and innovation are happening on 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 blockchain is is just it's pretty insane. I spent a better part of a decade in traditional finance, uh, you know, trading and structuring, and uh, seeing how quickly everything has has merged and adopted and moved across into blockchain is just well, it's fascinating. So yeah, you know, that's awesome. Thank you much for that. Thanks. It's a really fast paced industry, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, LB. Um, interesting, interested, interesting use case. Um, love learning about how different types of protocols and say, are diving into chainlink keepers and um, and just and just continuing to to build and, and innovate. Um, Want to turn it over one more time to Michael and to Clark. Any any closing th- thoughts here before uh, we switch to the to the next section of of the space? Around Keepers?
8: No, yeah, just thank you for, for coming on. Uh, great finance and Kravata, talking about your use cases and excited to see what the future holds here.
1: I'm good. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Bryce. Yeah, of course. Yes. Thank you so much, um, everyone. Um, now I'd like to kind of turn it over to the Chainlink Labs team um, and why we uh, decided to expand Chainlink Keepers and VRF to Avalanche. I know. Uh, Brad, you have some thoughts, some thoughts around this. We'd love to, we'd love to hear why we decided to um, ex- explore Avalanche and expand these services over to the chain.
6: Yeah, I mean, long story short, uh, you know, developers want to build on these promising and mature chains like Avalanche. Um, and we, those same developers are requesting that uh, VRF and keepers. Are launched on these chains because they need to build, you know, bring their great products to these chains. Um, so not only are you know new use cases emerging on Avalanche, but existing projects are looking to uh, expand and and go out horizontally. Um, and it's blatantly obvious that the Avalanche is one of those chains that they're looking at. Um, it, w- it would be silly for Chainlink not to uh, extend our products to those chains and, and support, um, you know, the movement that we're seeing. Uh, so, yeah, we're we're just we're grateful that, uh, you know, the, the the avalanche chain makes it pretty easy for us to move uh, some of our uh, technology over there and and spin it up for developers to use. It was a a smooth transition and uh, we really hope to see some awesome use cases come out of it.
1: That's amazing. And um, Michael, DeClark, Fedor, anything else to to add there? On your side?
6: I actually wanna echo one thing that Fedor mentioned earlier. Um, VRF has a block wait time uh, where the developer can specify the the number of blocks that they wanna wait before their fulfillment uh, comes back over and uh this is the first time we've rolled out v r f with a, a block weight time of one, so you know simply put, this means that uh developers in Avalanche can receive their randomness responses faster than ever um and there's been a lot of demand for this, and the avalanche chain enabled us to do that so it's 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 an exciting you know it's exciting to see that we're hitting these these performance figures um I think uh there's going to be a lot of happy developers out there they've wanted this for a while now
1: let's go yeah super speed is of the utmost importance mike i saw you unmuted for a sec
8: yeah just really quick i want to say now is the time to build if you're a developer out there it's a great time to just ignore the distractions build and learn and and pick up a new skill and just dive in uh, now is the best time doesn't matter what your experience level is if you're a developer or a new person in the space um now is a great time and and um yeah that's a good opportunity for everybody
1: yeah yeah ab- absolutely i think i i totally agree with you michael like this is this is the time to build this is this is the time to learn and um and not not to go off on a tangent but i think that uh Like, even if you don't know code or, you know, you're just getting started, like there's so many workshops, there's so many hackathons that you can attend and you don't need to have any experience and just diving in. I personally have so many friends that um, started their journey knowing nothing and now they're, you know, diving in and building their own NFT projects or DeFi protocols. So um, don't hesitate to do that. And the resources are there. Um, I would encourage everyone to check out the Chainlink blog. There's so much, um, you know, free education um, that's, that's put out by the team. That's, that's extremely valuable. Um, so th- yeah, thank you, Michael, for bringing up that point. Um, Connor, I also wanted to just get your experience, you know, on the Avalanche side, like, what was it like working with the Chainlink Labs team to, to, to go live on mainnet?
2: You no, know, I've, I've, uh, had the privilege and been lucky enough to, to work with the Chainlink team for, for a couple of years now, starting back with PriceFeed a while ago and so yeah it's been uh it's been fun you know it's uh a challenge to kind of like bridge the gap because we're both working in like such technical fields for like that have such important consequences to have really strong discussions about okay these are the parameters that vrf can operate safely and now we need to like bridge the gap between what are the chain parameters so that we make sure that you know the block rate and and the block issue and speed is and the, the finality is um, mutually understood at a level where we know that VRF is going to be safe and that it's going to be performant for users and that it's not going to be overwhelmed by chain capacity. So that was like it was a challenge and it was something that we had to work through together. But uh, we were able to, to do that. And we're really excited to see uh, you guys go out with the the one confirmation. I think that's going to be just a huge boost for developers and really takes advantage of Avalanche's best features with you know fast finality.
6: Yeah, actually, Connor, um, I'm glad you brought that up. It's, I think sometimes the public may not see how the sausage is made, but um, you know, VRF has a, a high dependency on the chain and, uh, and how its block hashes are formed and how its consensus mechanisms work. Um, and if, if that chain uh, has issues, then it has direct impact on VRF. So we take, we take it really seriously what chain we're going to deploy our products on Um, and when we have a chain like Avalanche who's so responsive and is able to, you know, be transparent and how they operate, it gives us confidence in knowing that when we roll out our product on top of that chain, that, you know, it's secure and it's going to do exactly what it needs to do. So, you know, on on our end, we appreciate being just in close contact with you guys. Um, it it should give the the public uh, confidence as well.
2: Yeah, this was definitely not a copy-paste job on on your end.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. We're we're breaking some new ground here.
1: Yeah, we're so, I'm so excited that it's live and and, and now developers can start using VRF and, and keepers on Avalanche. It's it's super exciting and um can't wait to see all the different projects that are that are gonna be utilizing these services now and um and explore what new innovation it, it brings it brings to the chain. Um would' like to take the time to before we close out the space to for, to one final question for this group uh, I was wondering what what everyone here was most looking forward to for the rest of twenty twenty two uh maybe we kick it off first to great finance l b uh feel free to share maybe what's up upcoming on your roadmap or if you have like any exciting events you're gonna be attending that you're
9: that you're super hyped about uh' would love to hear from you first hey, yeah well um we uh one of our major things on the roadmap uh, that we have is a lending and borrowing system that will be using our um, uh, essentially interest bearing tokens uh, in that platform uh, to learn and, and uh, borrow against. So it's uh, that there'll be something that's coming out relatively soon, actually. And uh, because it will be using the, the interest bearing, like the order, co- order compounding vault tokens um, it's essentially uh repaying your your loan, it's a self- repaying loan almost um, in that you can um you know take out uh, take out a, a loan on your assets that you already exist that you already own uh, that are still yield bearing as well um in our farms and essentially because our funds are um uh, uh, lps with what is a stable coin and then a pegged asset to a stable coin. It's a a lower impermanent loss uh, LP as well, so it's kind of good for this market. And uh, I think with the with the uh, lending system that will come out very soon, you can then um, you know park park your assets, your uh, auto compounding asset in the in the system um, and borrow against it to you know, you know buy some other assets. Maybe you want to get some cheap some cheap AVAX at this price or something like that. You know. Um, but still, earn the uh, is still earn the yield uh, on the original platform. So that'll be coming out pretty soon. Awesome, thanks, thanks, LB. Uh, what
1: about you, we Would love to hear. Um, I know, I know, we talked about Joe Pegs. Any anything else that you're super excited about?
4: Yeah, so I mentioned uh, Joe Pegs, and uh, you know, for folks that uh, joined the space a little bit after, um, you know, our launch pad begins our first mints, I think, next week. And, uh, you know, we're really excited for some of the newer NFT projects that are going to be launching on Avalanche in the next, uh, you know, one or two months. It's going to be NFT summer here on Avalanche. Uh, So, you know, we're really excited about that. Um, There's a lot of NFT activity. Um, You know, the whole sector, I think, is just really creative. There's a lot of different things going on. Uh, you know we also have um you know domains i think there's an avax domains that's also just uh, coming up as well so you know there's a lot of different nft and you know just not just beyond like uh, the jpegs you know we got the domains coming as well i think you know a lot of people on avax community like to talk about, about music so you know we look forward to some of those things as well and then you know we'll be really keen to you know just you know, jam with people to see like, hey, what are the different ways we can make, um, you know, the minting experience really special and, and different. Um, so that's on the NFT side. Um, on the DeFi side, we we're also really hard at work, um, you know, with uh, you know new protocol designs um, on our decks. Um, you know, we we should have you know more to share in the coming months. Um, overall, like you know, this is just like uh, the summer for building. Um, you know, we think that sometime during the summer, we'll also have more updates about uh, our DEX uh, and, you know, different parts of our uh, DeFi protocol as well.
1: Awesome. Looking forward to hearing more about the DEX, Murloc and uh,
4: seeing,
1: seeing Joe, Joe Peggs go live. It's, uh, I'm definitely going to check it out and experiment on, on my side. And uh, Pravata, uh, anything anything new and exciting on, on your roadmap that uh, the audience should be aware of
5: and uh, you wanna share? Yeah, um, it has been a pretty exciting Q1 for us, um, uh, Q1 and Q2 for us. So, you know, we've we've moved the game to Summer Network, which is actually a gaming subnet, right? So uh, shout out Avalanche, shout out Kona. And um, so with this gaming subnet, uh, what the next half of the year holds for us is to uh, increase the amount of experiences that, you know, Kabbalah players can have. So more crap IP, uh, deeper gameplay, um, more IPs coming as well to the to, to the main chain, um, but also we're also using our uh, you know our testnet right, which we are calling the play test net to field uh, different games that are in various stages of development. So they can come in and you know uh, play test. Um, they come in and and offer um, a chance for players to uh, play test the game, give feedback, and you know um, I think in a month or two we should have our first two new games on our play test net, So it's super exciting time for us.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll turn it back over to you, Connor. Anything
2: that we should be aware of on the AVA Lab side? Yes. Uh, So I'll I'll kick it to an an in-person event. So we are actually hosting an Avalanche House event in Brooklyn, New York, July 15th and 16th. That is tying in with the uh, Formula E race in, in New York. And so, over the past uh, you know six months or so, we've started hosting a, a series of in-person in events called Avalanche House events. Uh, so we've had one in Lisbon, we've had one in Berlin, uh, we had uh, Avalanche Summit in Barcelona, and now we're having an Avalanche House in in New York. So this is going to be a small event uh, over two days, uh, but it's you know very focused on on vibes and you know, kind of like a hacker house kind of thing where you can meet some builders, talk about Avalanche. Uh, It's going to be a really fun event. It's also, you know, tied into the Formula E race. So, you know, go, go to, I think if you sign up, you get to go to the Formula E E, E race as well. So that's going to be a really fun time. Uh, Like I said, July 15th and 16th in Brooklyn. And if you're interested, go to avalanche.house is the URL where you can find out more or we also are looking for speakers so if you are uh, interested in that as well go go check that out awesome i love i love that you plugged
1: the the in person events i think those are super valuable i've been to the first few myself this this past year and it's 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 so cool to meet up with people that are like minded thinking about web3 so I would encourage anyone to if you can like try and make it out to those to those type of events and lastly I would love to just turn it over to the chainlink labs team anything that you guys are are super excited about um and
7: want to share share with the community hey Bryce. yeah i'll go for for keepers quickly uh as i said before we love focus focusing on our users and uh, diving deep to really see where we can innovate to help them move quicker and so we have a number of uh, exciting upcoming features that would do exactly that help users get started faster and uh, just simplify the process um and take away some of the You know the headache in in automating and uh just in generally trying to accelerate the ecosystem so yeah like i guess any product manager we never want to give away dates but yeah stay tuned thanks awesome brad i see you yeah
6: and on the vrf side i just want to uh kind of remind all the listeners out there that there's there's randomness all around you i think we take it for granted um, and we don't really think about uh, where that randomness is coming from, whether it's a game or, um, you know, some you, you win something, uh, you receive a letter in the mail. Um, you know, we have voting systems out there. And uh, I just want to say that, you know, it's, it's important that we keep our eye on that stuff um, and know that VRF can be a solution for all these use cases that are around us. I think it's very exciting. Um, Web3 has a lot to offer for the world
1: yeah absolutely I think randomness is kind of taken for granted in in this day and age, but it's it's super important to have something that's verifiable and and fair um and uh yeah i just wanted to say lastly I uh, really really appreciate everyone for taking the time to come out in the space I know it was very last minute kind of sprung on the community um and uh it's it's crazy to see the turn on, the support on, on these first space. I'm just blown away by the amount of people that are, that are listening in. And um, I also just wanted to thank all the protocols uh, for coming on and speaking to us. I know you, you guys have super busy, busy schedules and um, just appreciate all of you guys taking the time out um, to come on this space. And for everyone listening, uh, if you want to incorporate or learn more, about chain link keepers or vrf you can go to chain.link backslash keepers or you can go to chain.link backslash vrf and as well uh, michael in the space who's still up here maybe michael's flashing emoji uh, if you have anything uh if you want to speak to michael or speak to someone about incorporating these services i know michael's dms are open feel free to shoot him a message and uh yeah, just wanted to say thanks and uh, I hope everyone has a great, great rest of your day. And I look forward to doing more of these spaces for the community. It's, it's been awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh. Thanks, Bryce.
3: Bye, everyone. Cheers. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the first Twitter space by Chainlink Labs, recorded on Thursday, June 9th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Fucking rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magic, pullin' rabbits out the rucksack. Not everybody's always in it for the money. Looking like another crooked Sunday, and I'm working Monday. So you know I ain't stressing, left debate and great methods. Amazed to play Inception, the bass stay blessed.
8: See, even with these huge <laughs> sums <laughs> of overall royalty, <laughs> these you sums
0: of money that go to the record label, per- Per playback can seem insultingly small, many rights holders are taking around three quarters of a cent <laughs> each time to listens to one of their tracks, leaving
8: only some portion of that
2: for the actual <laughs> artist. <laughs> artists they're making they're <laughs>
3: they're <laughs> pennies making, pennies,
2: per pennies per play until they can figure out how to turn a profit their future will always be in question but, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, <laughs> per pennies per, pennies per, pennies
0: per, pennies per another play another day, another lesson, living in the 8th dimension, might be worth a little mention living in the great depression, got a real regal feel reeling in another sucker fish out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish ah shit now you only got two left you know what i wish we didn't have any loose ends you know what i miss listening to excuses now we're on the fence like we forgot how to choose imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa? Can you play that one sci-fi space where he clowned all the SafeMoon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand?
4: I'm I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily, like, 300x your money on XRP. You know, son, I remember a time, Alexa,
0: enough, I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before terror spaces existed, when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time, time, time. That's the best bet. Uh-huh. Why isn't Luna in wind hey, guys, though? I'm reading all about these wind Guys, turbines. do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018 and I can give you a full breakdown. Um, Just when you thought it was safe to shill yeah. shit coins. Oh my god, you guys. I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of Your Exit Liquidity, in association with We All Love to Hear Ourselves Talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org/donate.